and here we are, the very first episode of Room to Improve. This feels crazy, man. I'm so used to just standing in front of a camera and talking into a camera and just looking at myself, whereas now it's like I don't know where to look. You know, I'm stood here, or I'm sat here, should I say, with a mic stand, a microphone, a pop filter, and a headset on, and it's like, where do I look? You know, so it's such an adaptation. I never really thought I'd be, I'd be doing this right now. It's crazy, man. The crazy. If I was to look back two years from from where I am now and think like, you're gonna be creating content on social media. You're gonna start your own, your podcast. You're gonna have all these different platforms. I think to myself like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're a waffler, but. I mean, it's crazy what you can do when you face your fears, right? It's crazy what you can do when you actually pursue the things you want to pursue. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'm here. The very first episode of Room to Improve. This podcast is going to be very, very different to everybody else's. When I say to you, this is going to be raw, it's going to be emotional. There may be a few tears shed every now and then on my behalf and perhaps on, on the viewers too. But it's going to be a very, very vulnerable approach to mental health, to self-improvement, to my own personal experiences. And further along the lines, I might have a look at getting a couple of, of guests on to talk about the shit that they've been through too. And yeah, I suppose my, my bio, the thing that I've, the, the slogan almost that I use to describe this podcast, I'm going to be redefining normalities and kind of highlighting ways that we can overcome any of our personal difficulties to things that we experience ourselves. I think what I said was navigating our way through difficult experiences. And that's exactly what I want to talk about today. Um, and when I say, you know, when you think to yourself, redefine normalities, you're probably like, what, what do you mean by that? I think nowadays in society, there are many, many things that are deemed to be normal. You've got anxious attachment styles, You've got this toxic date and hookup culture that we see to be present. Men's mental health is another massive one that I'm definitely going to be digging into at some point. So yeah, I want to kind of redefine what's healthy, redefine what's normal, um, particularly in relation to, like I said, mental health. And then relationships is another thing I would definitely want to tune into at some point too. But today's episode, I suppose, is more so just about me. <laughs> Because I'm a self-centered, arrogant piece of shit. No, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I feel like, obviously, over the last year or two, I've developed a, a bit of a relationship with my audience. You seem to know a lot more about me than I do about you. Or no, the other way right around. <laughs> I seem to know a lot more about you than you do about me. And I figured now this is my chance to give back. It's my chance to give people a bit of a deeper insight as to who I am why I do what I do, what got me into it. And I suppose that's what I'm really going to be covering on today's episode. So, yeah, I guess I was 15. This is why I kind of got into doing what I'm doing. I'm 19 now. Well, I'm in two weeks today, I'm 20. So still a young book, still a lot of work to be done. But um, when I was 15, I had this sudden realization after something that had happened in my life that I was nowhere near as kind or as confident as an individual as I, as I know I could have been. 
And with this realization, I was thinking to myself, like, right, what can I do differently? What can I can like, what can I do to to help become a lot more confident? And I started doing some research, and I looked up some videos, and there was this one guy in particular that I can still remember to this day. His name was Alpha M. I'm pretty sure. And I started watching a lot of his videos around confidence and what we can do as individuals to appear more confident, to feel more confident. And yeah, I started kind of putting some of these practices into into plan. And after the space of about, was it two or three months, I began to realize like, holy shit, I'm actually, I'm a lot more of a confident person than I was two or three months ago after putting all of these these plans into practice. And it was with that realization I began thinking to myself, like, if I can do things with my mind or with my body to change the way that I am, imagine how I could change the way that I think. Imagine how I could change the way that I that I perceive things, how I see life, my outlook, everything. And that's kind of almost navigated me into this this field. It was almost like a a way of just, yeah, pushing me into this new avenue of mental health and all of the things that I talk about today. So yeah, it was like, I, I actually just began, I, I am where I am because of my self-awareness to be able to recognize that I was nowhere near as confident as a person as I knew I could have been. And yeah, it's 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 a really strange story because there's this, this common misconception nowadays where people seem to think in order to be able to understand the experiences that people experience and in order to be able to have empathy for people who have had really really difficult lives that you need to have or have had a really really difficult one yourself people seem to think I've had the most traumatic childhood and have been through a ridiculous amount of heartbreaks and breakups but that isn't the case in fact I had what I would consider an extremely healthy upbringing good morals there was always a a loving family there there was never anything that almost changed the perception of of what I deemed to be healthy and that's something I'm really really grateful for because I know it's not something a lot of people had access to I also have I know look I'm <laughs> I'm a very good looking lad <laughs> uh, like I've never been in a long-term relationship which once again people seem to find very very difficult to believe because I have this very, very, in what I believe is a healthy approach to relationships and what is and isn't acceptable and setting boundaries. And, you know, but I think people, people seem to have this belief that you have to experience a lot to be able to understand it. And I suppose that's just one of those things I've never been able to agree with. True empathy, true understanding, you can discover a lot more about people and a lot more about yourself than actually having to experience these things yourself. Um, so, yeah. Once again, like I said, there isn't going to be any edits. This is going to be raw. There's going to be times that I slip up on my words. There's going to be times that I mess up what I was trying to say. And, what I'll, you know, I'll have to go back and kind of reconsider it and, and stuff like that. But I suppose you're just going to have to bear with me for those times. But it was just that, that sheer moment of courage to pursue what I wanted to pursue on social media that's gotten me to where I am now. And people are always saying to me, like, were you not shitting yourself? Like, were you not terrified? Were you not worried about what people were going to say? Why do you actually do what you do? Like, what made you want to start doing this on social media? And I suppose, obviously, like I said, I already talked about the whole confidence thing and how it's kind of navigated me 
or pushed me in this direction of where I am now. But I stumbled across this term, um, this term I want to introduce you to today. It's called pseudo-exceptionalism. And there's a woman, or a lady, should I say, a young, a young lady that I met on Instagram. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. I'm not going to mention her name just in case she doesn't want to be mentioned. But she introduced me to this term because I came, I came to her and I asked her a question. I can't even remember what the question was. But I was just kind of asking her, like, here, like, I feel like I think a little bit different to everyone else. That The way I see life is a little bit different and this is what makes me special. And this is obviously when she introduced the term pseudo-exceptionalism. It is this deep-rooted belief that you are in some way superior than everyone else or that you are in some way better than everyone else for no other reason other than the fact that you are you right we have we as human beings and this is something that a lot of people have to have in their lives and it's not out of arrogance or cockiness or thinking that you're the dog's bollocks it's just more so this belief that because you are you and the way you were born and the way you feel about yourself you have this belief that you're in some way different even though you weren't right and this was this was why i started doing what i do because i for some reason had this belief like this concrete belief i was i was almost certain that the way i saw the world and the way i saw situations and the way i deemed what is and isn't healthy was so so different to everybody else and i still think this to this day despite knowing it probably isn't but that doesn't stop me from doing what i'm doing and it was that moment that I realized this stuff needs to be broadcasted. My thoughts, my emotions, my experiences, people need to hear this. And there was five girls in particular, because obviously before I got banned on Snapchat, I used to have this um, private story like we all do. There was, these, there was a couple of girls, five of them in particular. Once again, I'm not going to mention them, but they were always texting me being like, Sean, like I wasn't, how do I say this? When I was posting on my private story, I wasn't taking the TikTok approach where I've got background music and subtitles. I was just almost documenting my thoughts and the things that I was thinking about and, and stuff like that. And I always got these responses. And there was five girls in particular, like I said, I'm not going to say their names. But they were always saying to me, like, Sean, you do realize this is incredible. Like, people need to hear your voice. And not only that, you have a really, really nice voice to listen to. I could sit there and listen to you for hours, despite all the shit that you talk about. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's kind of, that push was more so what I needed. That reinforcement, that social reinforcement, I guess, from, from people that I cared about deeply. Oh, it also gave me that, that bit of a push to pursue what I want to pursue. But overall, you know, I think despite, how much encouragement people give you or despite how much you believe you're different to everyone else or how you believe you have these different you know thought patterns or anything it is your responsibility and it is only you that can really push yourself to do the thing you want to do and it was for me those just 20 seconds of sheer courage to post what I wanted to post on social media that has gotten me to where I am now, right? Because 
I didn't have a long-term plan. Very similarly to this podcast, I don't have a long-term plan. I think the moment you spend so long thinking about the things you want to do and trying to plan everything and trying to control everything, in essence, you're really just procrastinating, right? You're really just pushing off because you can always find excuses. That's the truth. You can always find an excuse to not want to do something. I could wake up this morning and say to myself, oh, I really want to go to the gym. It's going to make me feel good. I'm going to look hench. I'm going to get a nice pump. But then I can also say to myself, like, oh, I'm pretty tired. Oh, I'm not really asked going to the gym. You know, just the longer you spend thinking about things, the more time you give yourself to prevent yourself from doing the thing you want to do. And for me, it was the sheer courage to just post what I wanted to post, despite thinking about the outcome, despite thinking about gaining a following, or what people are going to say, or what people are going to think, or how I could fail, or how I could get bullied from just making one post. I just did it. I just did it. And I look back in time, and I, I thank myself for actually having the balls, for having the courage. I must also mention, I'm, like I said, I'm 19 years old, so... I am quite prone to having voice cracks every now and then. So I suppose it could, <laughs> it could give you something to laugh at as we take this lighthearted approach to, to mental health. But yeah, it's uh, I'm kind of going in swings and roundabouts here. The joys of it all. I don't necessarily know what I'm trying to say. But the reason I did what I do is because I, for some reason, have this belief that I see the world a little bit different. Do I just stop? Oh, man. Ah, oh, fuck. Jesus, boys. I just had an extreme wave of self-doubt overcome my mind. That's insane. Oh, my God, boys. I don't even know how to how to introduce that. And I'm not even editing this, so you're going to get a complete live version of it all. That's insane. As I was talking, I just had this huge wave of self-doubt come into my mind, and it was like this inner voice. And this is I'm definitely going to start talking about something like this probably in the next episode. It's being your worst critic, right? your inner critic, that inside voice that constantly reminds you that you're not good enough or that you're not capable of doing what you think you're capable of doing. You know what I mean? And I just had one of those experiences live in the flesh. That's insane. I'm going to keep that in, though. I really want people to be able to, to resonate with that, to help them realize that even the people that almost seem like they have everything figured out don't. <laughs> even the people who appear to be really, really confident and outgoing and extroverted, those people themselves still still battle shit, right? They still experience difficult times. And that's what this podcast is all about, man. Just normalizing our struggles. Normalizing the things that we experience. Helping people realize that they aren't the only people that experience shit like this. Each and every single fucking one of us. And I will preach this till the day I die, man. We all have shit going on in our lives. We do. And I don't want you to sit there thinking to yourself, God, like, this is so sad. This is miserable. This should be uplifting, right? This should empower you. 
I want you to sit there thinking to yourself, like, yeah, we're living in a world where so many people are at battle with themselves, where they have this constant war within their mind. And if they don't, at this current point in time, you can almost imagine and you can guarantee that at one point you probably will. You more than likely will. Because we all are bound to experience some really, really difficult times in our lives. Like I said previously, I haven't been in a relationship, so thankfully I've never really got my heart broken to an extent where it's actually dangerous or really, really, um, you know, that really caused a lot of suffering. I've grieved the loss of people I love, which is another thing we're all bound to experience. And then, look, as we grow older, we outgrow people. We have friendships with people that no longer really serve us anymore. And... Yeah, I suppose the friendships that we've spent so, so long trying to nourish, they eventually break down. And that can be a really, really difficult thing to overcome too. But, I don't know, let me check. How long have I been talking for? What are we at? 17 minutes. That's actually not too bad. I don't want to keep the episode, the first episode, far too long because, I guess, it's only really an introduction. There's no specific topic. Although I've kind of, I feel like I've kind of entered a couple of, of topics unintentionally, but that's just me as an individual. I just have this tendency to go on tangents and talk about fucking anything for hours on hours, for end on end. But yeah, I think I've always just been a, a really, really sensitive person. I'm not sensitive to the point. Actually, this is a question for people because I've always, I've always thought this. Women are a lot more sensitive than men proven you know true constant reinforcement on on social media true studies women are definitely a lot more emotional than men they feel emotion in each and every single way possible they're happy they cry they're sad they cry they feel empathy for people they cry <laughs> they see a, a video of a dog on tiktok they're gonna cry too Right, they cry at their their marriages, everything like it's crazy. Women cry as they experience each and every single emotion under the sun, where I find at least myself and a lot of other men only ever cry when we're sad, which doesn't really happen a lot of the time. But I've always been a very, very sensitive person. Um and not sensitive to the point where I'd cry and cry and cry. I don't really cry very often to be honest, which is but I guess I want to be able to showcase to people that being sensitive isn't necessarily a bad thing. It isn't a sign of weakness. It isn't a sign of femininity. It isn't a sign that you're frail or in any way less masculine. It's a sign of strength, right? And I want to be able to showcase that to people. I want to be able to show that strength because... I guess that's why I do what I do. I, I want to be able to show people that the struggle is normal. I want to be able to show people that and almost make them aware of the fact that we all go through shit, man. You know what I mean? Like, we all <laughs> go through shit. And that isn't necessarily something to be afraid of. That isn't necessarily something to let scare you. It's something to be proud of, man. Because if you've somehow managed to get through the shit that you've got 
that you're either going through or have already gone through yourself, you should be proud of that stuff. You know, I mean, because like, it's not easy, man. And there's and there's no point sitting there and trying to convince yourself that it is because it isn't. And also, don't belittle your struggles because you're constantly being reminded that people have a a lot harder than you. Right? I think that's a really, really big thing nowadays. We find ourselves going through shit, and then we sit there and say to ourselves, "Oh, like, stop being dramatic. Why are you making this out to be such a big deal?" no <laughs> no matter what anyone else is going through you are still going through your own personal stuff and you shouldn't be trying to make them seem in any way less important because they are important it's hurt you right it's not making you feel good it's making you upset and no matter what anyone else in this world is going through it doesn't make your problems any less important but yeah, I think I'm going to wrap things up. I don't really want to talk for too long. Like I said on the first episode, I want to keep it quite short or as short as I possibly can before I actually go into in depth, let's say, in any particular particular topics. But yeah, I suppose to finish off what I was trying to say, and I think I'm, I think that's actually going to be a really, really important thing because of how vulnerable it is, as I just said there, I was just talking and this huge, almost cloud of imposter syndrome, this huge cloud of self-doubt just like entered my mind and was constantly, it's so, bro, oh, it's such a weird thing to explain. But as I was talking, it just, this thing, this voice, this inner critic entered my mind and was just telling me so many different things. Don't do it. Pause the episode. What are you talking about? You don't have enough knowledge to talk about these subjects. You're a bitch. <laughs> you know? That was crazy. That was really, really crazy. I'm actually interested to listen back to that and just almost see if you'd be able to recognize my tone of voice or make me feel any different or what it was. But anyways, just to finish up, I suppose what I'm trying to highlight in this first episode is that being vulnerable, vulnerability, 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 however you want to say it, is a really, really beautiful thing. And nowadays, I think we're being reminded that it isn't. That it's a sign of weakness, that it's a sign of a lack of strength which I suppose is weakness, flannel. <laughs> but yeah, um, I suppose the whole, the whole point of this episode is to be able to showcase that we all experience difficult times. And despite what you see on social media of people trying to convince you that they don't, or despite what you see in regards to how difficult some people's experiences are, it doesn't make yours any less important. If it hurts you, it hurts you. And that, I suppose, in itself is probably the way to finish off this episode. Your feelings are valid. Being able to overcome any form of mental health difficulty is a strength. It's something you should be proud of yourself for. It's something I hope you give yourself enough credit for, too. Um, I think this episode was a lot... 
lot more, let's say, deeper than I thought it was that it, that I thought it was gonna be, or it's a lot more deeper than I'd initially expected it to be, and that I'd planned it to go. This isn't scripted, by the way. I have a little sheet of paper ahead of me, just with a couple of reminders, like I said, to to ensure that I don't go off on these huge tangents, which. To be fair, I still have managed to do some help. <laughs> but anyways, I've been Sean Flanagan. This, I suppose, is the introductory episode to Room to Improve. I don't necessarily know what you need to do to make this podcast do well. I don't know if you need to download it, like it, um, if there's reviews. These are all things that I'm learning as I go along the way. But I suppose I don't want to be your your therapist. I want to be your friend. I don't want to be someone that you, well, I do. I, I kind of want to be someone that you admire, but I don't want to be someone you look up to and think, Jesus, this fella is so intelligent. He's so wise beyond his years for some reason. That's, that's what a lot of people seem to be saying in my TikTok comment section recently. But I'm just like each and every single one of you. We've got our personal battles. We're trying to overcome them as we as we go along the way. And I suppose all the only difference between myself and yourself is I'm not really afraid to document it to the world. I want to be able to showcase that it's normal, that we're not unique for experiencing these things. And yeah, I really, really look forward to seeing where this podcast takes me and I suppose I'm really, really looking forward for you to to join me along the way, to be to be able to experience this journey together. So yeah, you can follow the Room to Improve podcast on Instagram too. You'll be able to find it if you just look at my personal name, Sean Flanagan. I have it in my bio. Or if you'd like to just look up the the Instagram page directly, you'll be able to find it there too. So I'm actually out of breath. I need a drink. It's time to go to the gym. I've really, really enjoyed spending my, my morning with you and I hope you've enjoyed spending it with me too. So for the time being, have a good life. <laughs> Stay positive. Try and keep a smile on your face. Don't ever give up. Face your fears. Do the things that make you feel good and forget about the pricks who always... <laughs> forget about the people who try and make you shit for following your dreams. Forget about the people who try and belittle you for for being the person that you know you're supposed to be. I've been Sean Flanagan. This has been Room to Improve. And I'll speak to you all very, very soon. Take care.